Hello and welcome to the 26th edition of Random Pursuit on the Incomparable Network's game show, a game that discards the board and shuffles trivia cards from lots and lots of trivia games. I am your scorekeeper, Stephen Chapansky, and now your host of this and every episode of Random Pursuit, Erica Ensign. Thank you, Stephen. As always, we have a fantastic group of players, and I will introduce them in the order in which they will play, and that order, as always, was determined by Random.org. Random.org. I got to fill in the gap. (laughs) Somebody's got to sing it. I like to wait until she starts the next sentence. (laughs) (laughs) We all know the tune. It's the amazing part. From the Steve Lutz School of Podcasting. Indeed. Sadly, he is not here, but we do have other players. So our first player claims to be so bad at game shows, both here and on another podcast we do together. And yet she wins them a suspiciously high amount of time, having won Random Pursuit twice out of the six times she's played. I am definitely not going easy on you this time, Deb Stanish. Oh my gosh. It is my reputation, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) These games terrify me. They terrify me. But I tend to Liz things out a lot. Mm -hmm. I can Liz something out really well. Our second player can back me up on Deb's uh, repeated attempts to curry favor with game show hosts. Welcome back to Random Pursuit to my other Verity podcast co-host, Katrina Griffiths. And it's nice to be here and my cats are tapping on the door. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag podcasts. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Our third player knows his way around a trivial pursuit board, but those rolligans will not help him this time because we don't use the board. Welcome back, Monty Ashley. Hi, Erica. It's such an honor to be here for the 26th episode. Yep. I'm glad that you are honored. I'm honored (laughs) to have you for the 26th episode. Our fourth player is just here to have some fun with a bunch of fellow friends and cool people. No, no offense. I know we're strong. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I say I'm bad at trivia and I actually am bad at trivia. (laughs) It's true. It's true. No, again, no offense. But yeah, this is this is follow through on your part. It is. Yep. And our final player is here to ruin the game. No offense, Glenn Fleischman. uh, All I can say is I remember the name Weave Eubanks from some Trivial Pursuit game many, many years ago. And I'm going to try to deploy it today. That That was was the first Trivial Pursuit game we played on the Incomparable. It was Weave Eubanks and Sky King, I believe, were the two things that came up repeatedly. Oh, man. All right. Well, here is how it works. Random Pursuit is a lot like the classic Trivial Pursuit board game, but instead of using the board, as I said, each player has their own six-sided die. Or a dice-rolling app like Dice by PCalc. Mm-hmm. The players roll their die to determine which question on the card they will answer. For each question they answer correctly, they'll get one point. If they answer correctly, they will, can roll again for another question, but they can only answer up to three questions on each turn, except... For the final round, when there is no question limit. If they roll the same number two times in a row on the same turn, they get to pick which edition the question comes from. The players have a list. It's way too long to read on the podcast. (laughs) If they happen to roll the same number all three times on that same turn, they can pick both the edition and the category. I am not so great at noticing either of those things, so yell at me if it looks like I've missed it. And we'll play for an amount of time determined by me, the scorekeeper. Then we'll do one last round with no question limit, and the player with the highest score at the end becomes the random champion with bragging rights that will last until the next episode of Random <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's dive into this game. Deb, you are going first, so go ahead and roll your six-sided die. All right. 
eight, and I rolled a three. All right. That this first question of the game is coming from one of my newer editions. Uh, it was given to me for my birthday by Annette, amongst other people. It is the Friends, the TV series trivia. Oh, okay. Yes, which is my new least favorite card of the game. It's not tell, necessary. Tell us right. why, Erica. Tell us why. Okay. This is this is this is truly ridiculous. I know why. I, I know why. Of... I'm an avid listener. <laughs> so. Uh, it, I assumed that we would go from the top to the bottom of the card, rolling the die, one, two, three, four. No, because seasons one and two are at the bottom of the card, and season 10 is at the top of the card, and I made the executive decision that for these cards, and these cards only, we're counting from the bottom to the top, because it doesn't make sense to start with season 10. That's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Who made this decision? I am upset. Anyway, so Deb, that means that your category, rolling a three, is seasons four and five. So Great. I think I was still watching Friends in season four and five. Well, can you name one of the gifts that Phoebe receives for her baby shower? There are oh. two listed on the card, but it's only asking for one. So gifts that Phoebe received. For does her that baby mean she shower? only got two gifts or were there just only two gifts in the scene? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I remember her being pregnant because she was doing the whole surrogacy thing. Don't remember the baby shower. I don't remember her getting gifts, but oh, I mean, knowing Phoebe, it probably had to be something like really super ridiculous that she would be absolutely delighted with. Um, I'm going. Oh, I have no idea. So I'm just going to guess, like a a can of baked beans. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I, love, I adore that guess. Wow. That, that, that's not correct. Uh, I'm it assuming. Was, I'm assuming. There, are, there are two that are on here to be chosen from. One is tequila. The other is leather pants. Wow. Okay. So like tequila, beans, <laughs> mm-hmm. like we're in the same, you know, geographical yeah. area they're, of they're, popularity. They're right? comestibles. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, uh, Kat, that brings us to your turn. You get to roll a die. I will be counting from the top of the card, I will tell you this time. I got two. All right. This is coming from the Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit Edition, and I swear I did not stack the deck in your huh. favor. <laughs> we all uh, know this how is, Doctor Who trivia can go, too. That, that's <laughs> true. It can be ridiculous. Uh, this is from the edition that goes all the way through Jodie Whittaker's first season. Uh, but that's not going to mean anything because this this question is coming from the companions category. And these are definitely not uh, Jodie Whittaker companions. Which two companions were with the doctor on his very first regeneration? And... It's multiple choice, even though I don't think you need it. Was it Ben and Polly, Susan and Ian, Harry and Sarah Jane, or Victoria and Jamie? Ben and Polly. Yes, it was. I should probably turn over the card and make sure the card's right. But it is. It is. So you get to roll again. I got a one. All right. This time is coming from the Walt Disney World Family Edition. It is coming from the grown-ups box, not the kids box. Uh, But I would like to remind you and all of our listeners that just because it's Disney trivia doesn't mean every single question is about Disney stuff. It's just an addition that the whole family can play together. So, Kat, welcome to the world of places. Yeah, that's just the world. What food can tourists buy at a Scandinavian stand marked Glass, and that's in quotations and italicized, and the G is capitalized. G-L-A-S-S. What food can tourists buy at a Scandinavian stand marked glass? 
I mean, uh, it might be pronounced gloss. I don't, I don't know. Of course, it had to be the Scandinavian one. So if I don't get it right, <laughs> then we're going to snicker at you. Yeah. Well, as you should. Mm -hmm. Um, I know so little about Disney that it is <laughs> ridiculous. And I don't think this is actually one of the, the rare Disney questions, because usually they say Walt Disney in the, in the yeah. question. I don't think that you'll find this at Disneyland Reykjavik I mean, or maybe. anything like that. I mean, uh... <laughs> um, what food? Okay, I'm just going to just hazard a, a guess. Um, what's a Scandinavian food? Meatballs. Mm, yum. It is not meatballs. It is something that's sometimes served in ball form. Can I get it's a ghost point? You can try. Ice cream. It is ice cream. Very Scandinavian food. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, weird. I guess it's wow. just the Scandinavian word that they were uh I see. They were going for. Well, in parts of Scandinavia it's just cream, but it's so cold that it's served as ice cream. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to Monty. Please roll your D6. Six. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Millennium Edition. That's Millennium, not Millennial. And Category 6 is Wild Card. What former scout's gravesite reads, quote, Custer was lonely without him. What former scout's gravesite reads, Custer was lonely without him. Okay. So presumably a, an American Boy Scout, somebody who was... One of Custer's um, genocidal soldiers. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking it's going to be like a Davy Crockett type, but I'm going to say Daniel Boone. I mean, I feel like you're in the right neighborhood there, but it was not. It was Wild Bill Hickok. All right. Oh, all sure. right. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. All right. Annette, that brings us to you. Okay. Two. All right. This is coming from the family edition. And I think I have been mixing up which boxes for kids and which boxes for adults when I've been um, mentioning these cards in previous editions. So just ignore all previous editions. I double checked. This is a turquoise card, which means it is the box for adults the card itself just says family on it so hmm. yeah entertainment however is the category who had sold more records than anyone else until elvis presley came along Ooh. Ooh. um that's a really long time ago <laughs> mm -hmm. uh i'm just gonna say billy holiday I like that guess. That is not it. Uh, it's uh, it's the fact that we're recording this sort of in the Christmas season makes it feel kind of appropriate and seasonal that the answer is Bing Crosby, because we have heard oh. his, uh, oh, his yeah. dulcet tones. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> the chickens loved him. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Glenn, help That's us me. finish out this first round. That's me. Uh, let's see here. Oh, a die. A die. Mm -hmm. And I got a two. All right. This is coming from the TV edition. That's the 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 much disliked 1991 TV edition that's only shiny on one side of the card. That's just for you, Glenn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your category is sitcoms. Okay. What 
What sitcom's theme song is admirably performed by Eddie Albert and Ava Gabor? Green Acres. It is Green Acres. You get to roll again. It's in everybody's head now. For some reason, I almost (laughs) wanted to say Petticoat Junction. I had to like stop myself from saying those words aloud. Actually... Uh, I lied. You don't get to roll unless you have oh. an eight-sided die handy because I you're don't. getting some checks trivia. So I oh, oh, I'll let will you roll, roll for, for you. Thank you. Please. Yes. Did you guys know that the Green Acres uh, theme song is sampled in uh, D-Light's Groove is in the Heart? Oh, what? yeah. Not until you told me that again. I remember that like from 30 <laughs> years ago, right? It's awesome. All right. I'm going to have to listen to that song several times. We'll listen. We'll listen For after. fun. But not now for copyright reasons. (laughs) That's true. All right. Glenn, well, I mean, it's appropriate that you're thinking about music because this is Czech's music trivia. Okay. Uh, Game was published in 1984, so it'll be something from from before then. Uh, The fifth question on the card is, who wrote the familiar wedding march? Who wrote the familiar wedding march? Wedding march is in quotations and the W and M are capitalized. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, geez. This is what I want to call my elder child who knows everything about that era of music. <laughs> you um, can't have a spell caddy on this game. <laughs> no spell caddy. Yeah, I mean, he's my flag caddy, world of the countries of the world <laughs> caddy. Um, the wedding march. Uh, mm-hmm. Gosh, I have. I feel like I have a name in my head. Uh, Get it out. <laughs> quick, before it explodes. It's got a fuse on it. Um, let me think about it. It was uh, the wedding march. I... Uh, I'm not going to do any better than this. I'm going to say Elgar. <laughs> that is not it, I am oh, afraid. Ghost point, ghost point, ghost point. Go for was it, Deb. Mendelssohn. It was. Oh, Felix, I never Felix would have. Mendelssohn. Right on. I never would have gotten that, so I don't feel all right. bad Well, all. Stephen, uh, that round went quick, so tell us what happened. Felix Mendelssohn, by the way, was the second highest uh, selling artist before Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, both Kat and Glenn have one point each. Ooh. Everybody else just getting comfortable in those starting blocks, ready to uh, mm-hmm. kick it off in round this, two. This is a hard round. I, was, I, give, mm-hmm. I have one ghost point for that whole round. Yeah, ra- random pursuit. Sometimes it goes great. Sometimes it's a little bit tricky. Let's hope this next round is better. Deb, let's hope it's better for you. Roll a die. I have a six. All right. This is coming from Genus 3, mm-hmm. in which category six is wild card. What 1938 discovery put the most Siberian hog bristle toothbrush makers out of work? Wow. What 1938 (laughs) discovery put the most Siberian hog bristle toothbrush makers out of work? What a question. What a question. So Mm -hmm. much background in that. It's like a whole novel. It is. <laughs> I can just see all those hog toothbrush makers now, like throwing their toothbrushes Vanya. on the bits of their Siberian hut, saying, "But Vanya. why? Bad why? news, Vanya. We've got They're... news from the front. The terrible will be out of business." Yes, they're opening their paddocks and just letting their hogs roam free. Okay, so <laughs> yep. like I'm, the I'm discovery to... from 1938. Wow. So 1938. I'm thinking something maybe plastic related. You know that. We no longer had to use animal hair and brushes. Um, oh, it's some. I'm just gonna. We had plastic before then. Oh, but we. But did we? Because we really we had that that bacolite. Or I'm just gonna say like plastic. I'm afraid that is not it. But you were so in the right uh, right neighborhood. Okay. It is nylon. 
Nylon. Ooh, nylon bristle mm. brushes. Okay. I guess. <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. Is nylon not a plastic? I guess maybe that's not how that works. It really, but. I guess it really isn't. You know, right church, wrong pew. But. And even if it is, like, I would need the specificity yeah. of the yeah. nylon. So, oh, yeah. All right, Kat, roll your D6. I got four. All right. This is coming from the DVD Pop Culture Edition, in which category four is S and G, which I always have to double check and make sure that I am getting correct. It is sports and games. I always want to say songs and games, and that's not it. Sports and games. So what tennis stars won the men's and women's singles titles at the 1999 French Open, then got married two years later? And I do need <laughs> both of their names. Of course you do. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. I know. I think I know less about tennis than I do about Disney, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I can just keep going downwards, like downward trajectory <laughs> here. I bet we can find an addition you know even less about. <laughs> um, uh, I know, I know, like, I know one tennis star's name and... I don't think she married another tennis player. Mm. So at the risk of saying that she married like her dad or something, I'm going <laughs> to say, I'm going to say Steffi Graf and Peter Graf. <gasps> oh, you got one of them right. Because <gasps> it was Steffi Graf. Yeah. So a point for the other one. Was you it? might try. Andre Agassi. You got it. Uh, right. So yes. I thought that was a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> most canadian answer ever uh-huh yes <laughs> all right well i i'm congratulations on getting half of the answer right but we're not doing half points in this game i'm sorry so <laughs> that means we, we move on to monty <laughs> <laughs> yeah pure chaos oh my god and monty may roll your d6 five all right, this is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Junior Edition, uh, for which I say thank you to listener Empty J for sending it to me. Um, this is, this is, I've come to terms with these cards. They are vertical. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. I have mostly because they're bright orange around the edges and they're cute and they have co bright colors. The only problem is there are no letters to tell me what each category is. So I have to. Look, and it doesn't say anywhere in the box either because it didn't have the rules it was used. Um, so, yes, the Trivial Pursuit Junior Edition category five is pink, and that is for some reason nature. That's your Ooh. category. <laughs> so, can you tell me what's the world's largest bird? Ooh. It's the Junior Edition. So, maybe don't overthink it. I don't know. Maybe do overthink it. Well, I'm positive that it's either the ostrich or the emu. And I'm picturing them in my mind, and they look <laughs> identical. Are they standing right next to each other? Because maybe yes. if one's right a little closer to you, then you got some They're wearing little illusion. suits, and they're back-to-back, -back, and they're like tipping sunglasses down. It's Ooh. a total movie poster. Uh, I think wow, this was I a like question it. in my the inestimable game that I did. I think that was one of the final <laughs> questions, in fact, was ostrich or emu. Well, I listened to it, but I don't remember. I don't, uh, I'm going with ostrich. You are correct. You may right. roll again. I was worried you were going to say cassowary. <laughs> Two. All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition, in which category two, once again, is pink. You rolled a five and got pink last time. This time it's a two in pink. Uh, 
Monty, welcome to the world of music. This is the <gasps> adults box, so keep that in mind. What city's jail is mentioned in the song Down in the Valley? Ooh. Down in the Valley is italicized and not in quotation marks like it should be for a song title, but I'm not going to judge too harshly. I lie. I'm totally judging. I was going to say, you're such a liar. You're judging so hard. I can <laughs> feel you judging. What I love city's your jail? Yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts, man. Well, I think this is a song off the Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Mm. It might be. No, it's down to the river to pray, isn't it? Um, I'm going to say Bakersfield. Well, it starts with a B, but it is not Bakersfield. It is Birmingham. All right. Uh, sure. That makes sense. Sure. Yep. Is this a Jim Croce song? I have no idea. I don't know that song. I, I'm not familiar with it. Like it's down in the valley. Da, 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 da. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Annette, it is your turn. <laughs> I rolled a four. All right. This one is coming from the Star Wars Classic Trilogy Collector's Edition. And category four in the Star Wars Classic Trilogy Collector's Edition is geography. So please tell me who were Han and Luke searching for when they set off into the Endor forest? Um, is that the planet? Look, I've seen these movies. I don't remember <laughs> everything. Is that in the third movie where they find the Ewoks? I'm not saying a word. I hope. Let's say they're looking for uh, Wicket because I like Wicket and he is a... <laughs> I mean, he's adorable. That's a very that's a very good and adorable and sweet answer that you picked. That is totally wrong. Oh no! It usually is, <laughs> Stephen. But Wicket did find what they were looking for, and that was Leia. You are correct. It was oh. Princess Leia on the car. Oh. But yes, General. Wicket was in, Wicket was involved. So you're you know again right church wrong pew as as Deb <laughs> would say. Glenn, you get to roll. All right. I got a lizard, which is a six on this die. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. Uh, well, this is coming from the Star Trek 50 anniversary Ooh, edition. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in which, let's see, category f six is ships. Ships. And because I shuffled the deck finally, I can tell you that this question is coming from Star Trek Voyager as opposed oh, to the original oh, series. Mm -hmm. I might have a chance. What did Terrasphere 8 mimic? In preparation for species 8472's invasion of Earth. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot of two. <laughs> 8472. Yes. Don't get it mixed say. up with one of the other ones. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, weirdly enough, I recently rewatched this episode of Voyager. Uh, they mimicked the uh, uh, Federation of Planets uh, headquarters. Or Earth. 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 <laughs> I'm, More generally, Earth. I'm going to ask for the judge, uh, Stephen, being the judge on okay. on this. Uh, the answer is either they will. It says the card accepts San Francisco slash Starfleet Starfleet headquarters. Oh, I'm sorry, I did get that. Yeah, I don't know. Is that he right? said Federation, I mean, and I yeah, don't know if Federation and Starfleet about, are. I don't I think said, they're synonymous. I was thinking about Starfleet HQ, but I think I said the wrong thing. Yeah, you definitely didn't say Starfleet. I did headquarters. not say that thing. You were so close, Glenn. I am sorry. Well, I accept. The, I'm extra accept sorry the because burden. these the I I really feel like the Star Trek one is the most 
ridiculous of all of the genre additions. No, I think I'm I'm particularly wrong because I believe the United Federation of Planets Mm -hmm. headquarters is like in space somewhere. It Uh, makes sense, mm -hmm. right? It's somewhere else. So it's not like it's next door. All right. Well, good (laughs) try. Uh, right. We we have a, a, a colossal score shift, um, statistically speaking. <laughs> we do, yeah. Apologies. It's it's unfortunate, Glenn. Yeah, just like Star Trek for you, you just missed the mark of success oh, there. Um, that's a good episode. Uh, but uh, Monty's the only one. We're rolling along like a, like a cricket test match today here. Uh, Monty only <laughs> picks up the only point of that round. So right now he is tied with Kat and Glenn with one point each. Annette and Deb still waiting to get on the board all right well <laughs> deb it's i mean at least race to the bottom at race least you are bottom. this time you're you're living down to the expectations that you have set over the years um so will She's you still do that purpose. or are I, you, you know just... it was, i played the long game mm-hmm. i played the long might, game here are you lulling everybody into a false sense of security roll the die and let's find I, out let's see i have a two all right it's coming from the genus three edition which came out in 1994 don't know if that's going to matter uh Category two, arts and entertainment. Mm-hmm. What variety host ended a show with, quote, next week, the Beatles and the Pieta? Oh, would that be Ed Sullivan? <laughs> it would be Ed Sullivan. You are on the board. Roll again. Woohoo. The Pieta had a pretty bad agent. They tried to get like the Pieta. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the Beatles. But didn't I go for it. A, I have a one. All right. This is coming from the awful 1991 TV edition in which category one is classics. So who introduced his 50s sitcom co-starring his wife by saying, quote, I am what is known in the business as a straight man. (laughs) Who introduced his 50s sitcom co-starring his wife by saying, I am what is known in the business as a straight man. Oh, you know something? I I know like George Burns and Gracie Allen had a show. But there was also another husband and wife who I can't remember their name right now. I can picture them so clearly in my head and I can't remember their name. So I'm going to go with George Burns and Gracie Allen. Well, we're only looking for the who introduced his 50s sitcom. So I will take George Burns as your answer. George Burns, yeah. Which is correct. So it's a good thing you could not remember the names of those people in your head. (laughs) (laughs) So you get to roll again. Okay. I'm starting to lean toward lulling everybody into a false sense of security here. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. It's a lie. All right. uh, Three. All right. This one's coming from Junior Trivia 1. So think like a five to nine-year-old from 1984. Easy. In 1983. <laughs> All right. No categories here, just numbers. So can you tell me what animal gives birth to a kid? That would be a goat. It would indeed. We have our first sweep, ladies and gentlemen. Whoop, whoop. It, and, and be friends. It is Deb Stanish with our first sweep, which means we move on to Cap. Two minutes ago, Deb said it was going to be a race to the bottom. Now she has three. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, had, I, had, I had some easy <laughs> questions there. Come on. I mean, my knowledge is is very, you know, deep, but very selective in certain holes. I rolled right. a five. All right. Well, this is coming from the Baby Boomer edition. And the Baby Boomer edition category five is lives and times. Whatever that means. 
So can you tell me what piano banger once counseled, quote, people should be very free with sex. They should draw the line at goats. Speaking of kids and <laughs> what of kids. Oh, man. What piano banger. And that's that's like a, a, that's hyphenated piano dash banger once counseled. And then, quote, people should be b- very free with sex. They should draw the line at goats. Um, well, I think today is just a day of things I don't know about. <laughs> Apparently. Um, OK. Piano banger. That's okay. The first, the first thing that popped into my head is what I'm going to go with because mm-hmm. why not? So I'll say Elton John. You got it. It was Elton John. Oh, nice work. Strange. Nice. I would have thought that was a Jerry Lee Lewis sort of thing. Yeah, that would have been my guess because <laughs> he's uh, sexually inappropriate and really banged on the piano. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, exactly. But but maybe little Richard Elton John ran Elton answer, John. so you get to roll again. Somebody had an ill opinion of uh, Elton John's playing style when they wrote that. <laughs> yeah. I got a five. The again. editor was like, "What pianist? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no." All right, number five. Okay, so. This is a card from the 2000s edition, which is kind of fun because each card has a color to it. This card is green, which means that the category for the card is science and tech. Each card also has a subcategory on it. So your subcategory is as seen on TV. So science and tech as seen on TV. Keep those in mind as you answer this question. What super comfy denim type pants that you can sleep in are available in bootcut, skinny, boyfriend, and jeggings styles? Oh, I was I was going what? to say jeggings, but uh, right? No. <laughs> what super comfy denim type and that's super comfy is hyphenated denim type also hyphenated denim type pants that you can sleep in are available in bootcut skinny boyfriend and jeggings styles but technically you could sleep in any pants i mean who's i mean that's to police true that? <laughs> yeah like who's who's trying to say that i can't sleep in my <laughs> we're the pants you know? police <laughs> we don't talk about the pants police <laughs> hmm. um again I'm going with the first thing that jumped into my head that's probably wrong and probably not even an actual thing, but I am going to trademark it if it's not. Um, <laughs> pajama jeans. <laughs> you can't trademark it, Kat, because that's the right answer. Oh, wow. no. Oh, no way. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. And uh, another nice thing about the 2000s edition is occasionally it gives you a little extra information on the back of the card. It says they were created in 2009. So there you go. I reject um, them entirely. I kind of want to get a pair now because it sounds <laughs> so fun. <do> <laughs> All right. Well, Kat, you get to roll again. Oh, I got a two. Okay. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Genus 4, in which category two is arts and entertainment. Who was a nameless Muppet when he ate the letter W in a 1969 Sesame Street skit? <laughs> oh. Um... <laughs> I love everything about this question. Who was a nameless Muppet when he ate the letter W in a 1969 Sesame Street skit? Um, oh, I feel like I actually know this. <laughs> can you liz it out? Well, that's convenient. Uh, can I? Can I? Um, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay, so. Or liz it. Kermit, Kermit's always had the name Kermit. I know that much. But... 
It's either the Count or Cookie Monster. Count, I can't see actually eating a letter because he's the Count. It would be numbers if he ate them, which he wouldn't. Uh Um, (laughs) I love your logic. (laughs) If we said the most logical Muppet would be Cookie Monster. And that would be correct. We have our second sweep in a row. I was saying sweetness, but I thought that might be too obscure. Sweetums. Oh, sweetums. Oh, and I didn't wouldn't have got it right either. Huh. Can confirm this on the Muppet Wiki under the uh the on the uh, article called Muppets Eating Other Muppets. <laughs> what? Wow. Wait, so is you it deep, a Muppet? If well, it was mentioned in there. If you want a deep dive, uh check out uh the Muppet Wiki uh for Muppets Eating Other Muppets. Wow. It's a common occurrence. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, no. the turbucket wow. of Muppets. I am, I am really uncomfortable right now. So please roll a die, Monty. I want to think about something else. Okay, Actually, I, I love, I love Muppets. I rolled a one. Let's go. All right, all right. Number one coming from the bottom of the card because this is Friends TV show trivia. Seasons one and two is your category. Paul is known as the what guy. What is in quotation marks? Paul is known as the what guy. Paul is known as the what guy? Well, I don't recognize the name Paul at all, but I do know a blank guy that's in Friends. So I'm going to say Paul is known as the ugly naked guy. Alas, no. There Uh. must be multiple guys on Friends. Uh, Paul is the wine guy. Oh. I've seen... Friends a lot. No memory of this alleged yeah. guy. Yeah. Me I don't either. remember a wine guy. I do remember the naked guy. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it's referring to Paul Giamatti uh, and his appearance in the film Sideways. <laughs> oh, 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 my oh, God. Sure. Oh, okay, that makes Paul sure. Giamatti, my old uh, college classmate, Paul Giamatti? Is that <laughs> yeah, about? that's the one. Oh, uh, all right, Annette, it is your turn. You may roll. I rolled a three. All right, this is coming from Junior Trivia 2. So think like a 10 to 13 year old from 1983 while you answer the question, what is a colorless, tasteless liquid made up of hydrogen and oxygen? Thank goodness I was 10 in 1983 because I know this. Water. You may roll again. I was a 13 year old boy in 1983. I would have loved that question. (laughs) I would have been so proud to know that answer. Would have also accepted Crystal Pepsi, by the way. (laughs) Is it it dihydrate oxide or something? Is a fancy word for it? Hydrogen dioxide. Hydrogen dioxide. Thank you. I rolled a six. All right. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. Uh, I would like to point out that the Silver Screen Edition, everybody thinks it's all classic movies. It's not necessarily all classic movies. It's just all about movies. But they do take place in 1983 or earlier since that's when the game came out. So it is all kind of classic movies, according to some people's definition. Mm -hmm. Category six is portrayals. Who played Trapper John in M.A.S.H.? Mash is italicized oh, and it has the I'm little uh, asterisks between letters. I can see the face. Uh, I have no idea. The only character actor I know the name of, Alan Alda. And that I is, will go with that, even though I know it's wrong. Yeah, that is not the case. Is it the Muppet movie's own Elliot Gould? <laughs> it is the Muppet <laughs> movie's own <laughs> Elliot Gould. One of three yes. people to play Trapper John. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. hey, that's a good bit of trivia. It is. You may have just stop, given away a question for I had to for stop later. and think about that. 
How many people have played Trapper John across mm-hmm. the history of Glenn, Trapper? Glenn, it is now your turn. I've rolled a three. And I All right. Harry Potter, three in a row, right? <laughs> no, you are getting okay. the 2000s edition, which once again <gasps> has its own color of card, which is the category. And it's actually the same category that we just had, which is um, science and tech. But your subcategory is tech company logos. Oh, so my specialty. Okay. Let's, you know, let's, let's see. see. What kind of online biz is GET, that's capital G, and then lowercase e-t-t is GET, whose logo is the silhouette of a man holding up his hand, and it's multiple choice. Is it auction house, ride share company, or sporting goods shop? A man I've holding up his hand. I've never heard of that, and I'm going to go get. with the, uh, uh, the ride share company. You are correct. The oh. rideshare company. And again, we get a little extra information. Introduced in New York City in 2013, the logo looked like someone hailing a cab. <laughs> Out of business <laughs> in 2013.2. <laughs> Quite possibly. You get to roll again. Oh, all right. Hey, exciting. Okay. I got a two. All right. This is coming from the family edition, and this is the a yellow card, which means it is questions for children. This right. came out in 1992. The category is entertainment. What 1991 kids movie sequel was advertised, quote, he's bad, she's worse. Whoa. Kids, kids movie, movie sequel. sequel. 1991. He's bad, she's worse. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. <laughs> Just a real winner of a line there. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I, my child is, it's like, I want to say, I'm just going to say the worst thing possible. Robocop 2. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have a wild guess. Go for it. Is it Look Who's Talking to? It's not, but that's what I was thinking oh, when I, I read the question. The yeah. I was thinking no. like a Dennis the Menace movie or something. Can I, I also guess? Go I'm for hard. it, Cat. Problem Child 2? Cat <laughs> knows it. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was coming up on Bride of Chucky, but... <laughs> I, I watched well. that in a bar in Iceland when I was there. <laughs> Wait, which one? Bride of Chucky or Problem Child 2? Problem Child 2. Like, that yeah. was wow. recently, weeks mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was like an American style bar that played like a whole bunch of old American movies up on, it's up American on a big too. screen. That's amazing. Americans wow. love gathering and watching Problem, Problem Child, Child too. <laughs> yeah. It's the favorite pastime of Americans. Yeah. That's so amazing. Funny. Wow. For wow. worth, my guess was The Silence of the Lambs. Um, <laughs> two, Silence of the Two. Yeah. If, Hannibal, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, if you didn't get questions about goats or Muppets, you were probably not as well off as others in that round because yes. uh, Deb and Cat swept their rounds, and uh, Annette and Glenn each got one. Uh, Monty continues his uh, unlucky run on Trivial Random Pursuit uh, with all the bad questions coming to him. So right now, Cat leads us four. Deb with three. Glenn is two. Annette and Monty with one. All right. Well, Yay. maybe this maybe this round will change it. Deb, please start us off by rolling. I have a three. All right. This is coming from Genus 3, in which Category 3 is history. What company was robbed of $2,775,395.12 in Boston on January 17th, 1950? January... <laughs> What? Are you going to make me read that again? <laughs> no, it, a lot of money was stolen. You don't have to mm-hmm. tell me the exact amount. What company um, was robbed of that much money in Boston on January 17th, 1950? 1950? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Um, 
I'm just proud of myself for getting through that entire number without <laughs> so stumbling like a whole, and getting it right. Like a whole company. Like you would think like a bank, right? Like a like a bank, but you know, banks keep getting sold. I don't even know what banks were around in 1950. Everybody keeps merging. Um, oh my God. You know, I actually worked with somebody once who like robbed an armor car. Really? It was really, it, wow. yeah. Like this is While like one of my claim to fame. See, like went on the run for three days before they caught him. Um, wow. That's like Glenning from the other side of the tracks. <laughs> <Yeah, that's... laughs> See, I, like I, I, I Glenn low. <laughs> wow. Um, God, I have no idea. No idea. I don't know. I'm... What's the date again? It was January 17th, 1950. That's the like, one. That means nothing wow. to me. Like, I, <laughs> like that date means nothing to me. But, you know, in honor of Lee, who robbed the armored car when we were working at Pagoda <laughs> under the Kumquat Tree Chinese <laughs> restaurant, I'm going to say Brinks. Brinks armored cars. You know what? You should send a nice thank you card to Lee because no you got it right. Way. Oh, no no way. way. Incredible. No Incredible. way. Oh my that, God. That was oh my astonishing. God. That is not Lizzing because you didn't know the answer. It's I guess it's I Deming is had, now. I had no idea. I was just thinking like Incredible. what like, the big um it was a big scandal of anybody who robbed money from an organ. Yeah. You got it. Well that means That's you get to roll great. again. Wow. Good work. Jeez. That, no, I'm done. Like I could be tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna rest on those laurels. Yeah, he like made it three days before they caught him. It was like very wow. dramatic. We always thought he was kind of strange. We didn't know he was like planning a armor car heist <laughs> when he was, you know, hiding out as a waiter at a Chinese restaurant. Okay, uh, I have a five. All right. This is coming from the 1991 TV edition. Apparently, that's a real popular one in this part of the deck. So category five is... Just double checking. Stars. It says STR. So stars. And what year is this? Well, I mean, the game came out or this edition came out in 1991. So it will be something from then or earlier. Okay. What VH1 VJ's contract (laughs) wasn't renewed soon after he began reading aloud on air from a John Cheever novel? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. VH1 VJ. Mm-hmm. VH1 had VJs? <laughs> and <laughs> apparently at some point. Um, gosh, I don't even know. Was like, what was the show that like they recorded? Like, I'm not helping you. New York. But... <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm listing this out. Okay. 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 Because then he was, it, I can't remember his name, but I'm going to, I'm going to get to it. Cause then he was like the host of one of the singing shows, either American Idol or the, or like the voice or something. Um, uh, Total something live. I think it was, I didn't watch it, but it was like part of the cultural zeitgeist. Um, And I can't remember his name. He looked like a Mormon. Um, (laughs) I think I have this name in my head, but I can't. (laughs) Right. It's like, it's like, like, um, Oh my God. What was his name? He was like, did all the boy bands. Um, if you get Carson to it, Daly. I really hope Carson it's Daly. Right. I don't know if he was VH1 or what, but it was Carson Daly. That is not the answer. Okay. Um, is it uh, Ryan Seacrest? It's not. Oh, Any, anybody else guess. have a guess? Was he on VH1? No, he just went straight to hosting American Idol. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. No, this was somebody named Bobby Rivers. 
Mm. Who? Oh, little body <laughs> ever. Uh-huh. Well, apparently, maybe if he didn't read that stupid book, he would have been more famous. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help him. All right, Kat, that brings us to you. We're but... not having anybody reading books on BH1. Get out of here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no literature. Uh, Kat, unless you have an eight-sided die handy, I will be rolling for you. I do actually have Ooh, one. Ooh, look at you. I have all my dies in front of me. Dice Yay. in front of me, not dies. <laughs> I got a three. All right. This is Czech's TV trivia. This came out in 1984. And uh, question three on the card is Leonard Sly is better known as whom? And that's Leonard is spelled as you'd expect. Sly is S-L-Y-E. Leonard Sly is better known as whom? Um, well, I will say I enjoy the games that work that came out before I was born. Um, <laughs> I was negative four when this came out. <laughs> but I do know this one. So it's Roy Rogers. I think. She does know this one, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, wow. wow. I'm impressed. I'm impressed, too. Yeah. Checks trivia usually trips people up, but not Cat. So you You're a fan of his restaurants or something? <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I know him. I had a thing for westerns for a little while. Oh. I got it too. All right, this is coming from the Trivial Pursuit UK Globetrotters edition. Uh, this this game was courtesy of Anthony Johnston, who hosts the lovely UK Triv podcast on the game show feed on the Incomparable Network. Category two is Latin America. Just double checking that I got this right. This one doesn't come up very often. Yep, Latin America. What former penal colony was off the coast of French Guyana? Um, I have to lose this one. Mm. Um, my my penal colony knowledge is you know <laughs> not as good as my Roy Rogers knowledge apparently. Use my technique. Do you know anybody that's been sent to a penal colony? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anyone that's been sent to French Guyana? Well, Have you ever been in a Turkish men's prison? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I know <laughs> I, I know two that I think are there, but wow, that's two more than I do. <laughs> Very impressive. Um, I'm going to go with the one with the cooler name, mm-hmm. at the risk of getting it wrong, but it's a cooler <laughs> name. Um, Devil's Island. You're correct. Oh wow. Incredible. What, what's the other one? I'm just curious. Um, prison of St. Laurent de something. Wow. Well, uh, I'm glad that you didn't pick that because you would have been wrong because Devil's Island is it. So you get to roll again. I got a two. My two looks like a seven, but it's right. on a six-sided die, so it can't well, be Well, the fact that you rolled a two, you just rolled a two previously, so you get to choose the edition that your cat, uh, that your question comes from. So it can be any edition. It can be any of the editions from the list. Yep. Okay. I will go silver screen. I had a feeling you were going to do that. I was looking for those cards. All right. Silver screen. Category two is titles. What 1949 John Ford film involved a symbolic yellow ribbon? Symbolic yellow ribbon. What 1949 John Ford film involved a symbolic yellow ribbon? Yellow ribbon, yellow ribbon. Um, oh, um, 
this is the pops into my head probably wrong but why not go with it <laughs> uh she wore a yellow ribbon it is why would you ask the question with the words yellow wow. ribbon in the title i, I figured <laughs> yeah, that was a faint no so did I. it was it was right and cat you have your second in a row sweep i don't know if we've oh, ever had two sweeps in a row i don't know we've had uh two oddly specific uh sweeps in a row <laughs> that's those are remarkable questions that you got right Kat. yeah yeah okay well that brings us to monty all right six all right, this is coming from Genus 2. This is the oh, only sold in Canada edition of Genus 2, but it's not all Canadian questions. It just has more than the U.S. version. Category 6 is sports and leisure, as is right and proper. What Northwest Territories city hosts... Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hosts the Top of the World Ski Meet each Easter. And Top of the World Ski Meet, each word is capitalized, each Easter. Northwest Territories city. And this game came out in 1984. Okay, so I should not list any of the Northwest Territories cities that were founded after 1984, <laughs> which, of course, I know all of. <laughs> right, right. My, my problem, obviously, is that I don't know any Northwest Territories cities for sure. And any cities I can think of that, th that I think, huh, that could be Northwest Territories, they all sound kind of stereotypical. <laughs> so I'm going to say Moose Jaw. <laughs> that is not it. Steven, do you know what it is? Monty, Moose Jaw is in Saskatchewan. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. yes. Oh. I'm sorry, Saskatchewanians. <laughs> uh, it's not Yellowknife. It's actually a town. It's a Nuvik. Am I right? It is. Yes. Yeah. Good ah. job. I, I certainly did not know that. Nuvik is actually a town. Yeah, not a city. So I would have guessed, oh, wow. yellow, I would have guessed mm. yellow knife. Well, maybe it was I'm going considered to submit a complaint. Right? <laughs> yeah, obviously, maybe, maybe it was considered a city in 1984. I don't know if it was, but the Nuvik is is basically right on the um, the northern coast of the Northwest Territories. Mm. I just uh, when when did uh, the Northwest Territories split? April first, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, Nuvik became a new territory, which is so, which oh. is why I mentioned the nineteen eighty four because uh, I yeah. thought that uh, it, Northwest Territories was a lot bigger when this question. Uh, I was happened. wondering about the Nunavut. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, is Inuvik still in Northwest Territories? It, it still is. Yes. Okay, just checking. In just the check. in the west, right in the corner. All right. right. There. A little bit of Canadian content there, and now we Genus move on to baby. <laughs> now we move on to a Canadian player, <laughs> Annette. Maybe you'll get a question about Canada. Maybe. Probably not. I will probably get a question about something I don't know. Roy Number Rogers. five. Five. All right. This is coming from the 1980s edition. Another edition that is only shiny on one side of the card. Category five is sports and leisure, as is not right nor proper. Um, but that's just the way it is. Oh, hey, Annette, what Canadian city did Ooh. Andre Dawson flee to? To Wait. What Canadian city did Andre Dawson flee to play for the Chicago Cubs at half the salary? Let me read that one more time because I've stumbled. What sport that is? <laughs> what Canadian city did Andre Dawson flee to play for the Chicago Cubs at half the salary? Okay, it might be baseball, which would be Toronto. Is that your guess? Yes. Oh, Stephen is—he's shaking his head at you right now. <laughs> still, still like, hurts. I'm not even like all like the only thing I recognize in there is Canada and Chicago. <laughs> yeah, is it? Did you have a guess, Glenn? 
No, I just thought the phrase <laughs> flea seemed awfully yeah. harsh. Name the other uh, maybe Major League Baseball yeah. team that Canada has ever had. It's the Montreal Montreal. But the AstroTurf also fled. So, The AstroTurf did a lot of damage to Andre Dawson's knees. The AstroTurf oh. being used in the uh, Olympic Stadium that they played in. So uh, he was first ticket to anywhere, basically. Ah. And he went to the Chicago Cubs and became a Hall of Famer. But I still remember him as a member of the Expos. Oh, that sounds like my dad's memories of the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> still, I thought they still... were still in Brooklyn a few years back and Stephen had to set me straight. Oh, well, <laughs> some people wish it still hurts for him. Still hurts. For him. <sighs> All right. Well, Glenn, maybe you'll get oh, a question well, about uh, some, some bases about, ball. I hope it's about Satchel Page. Let's see. Uh, I got a six or a lizard. All right. Well, this yeah. is coming from the 2000s edition. Once okay. again, this time, it's a yellow card, which means the main category is events. The subcategory is New York, New York. Okay, I know that place. All right. Which New York City borough did Vincent Chase and the boys from the hood leave in 2004 <laughs> to make it big in Los Angeles on TV's Entourage? God, gosh, this. Um, boy, I just don't think of people saying... The hood about anything but Brooklyn. <laughs> it's a little bit, you know, I mean, racialized, but you wouldn't say the hood about Manhattan and Queens is kind of, oh, man, I'm going to say Brooklyn. I can't, I can't think of the others being right. Brooklyn. I'm afraid it's not. It, it was, was your it? second thought. It was Queens. Vinny Chase yeah, is Queens Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> good work. Good work. Yeah. And, and we get a little oh. extra information. Adrian Grenier plays the budding film star. It's true. Uh, well, <laughs> didn't know that queens had hoods. Now I do. I, I guess. Budding, he's the star of Aquaman. James Cameron's right? Aquaman. <laughs> I watched too much Entourage is what I'm realizing. I watched <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Poor Monty, if only you could get literally every other question other than the ones yeah. that are giving you. Uh, because yeah. you have one point along with Annette. Uh, Glenn has two. Deb with four. And Kat with a suspiciously strong run of six questions in a row. Ooh. Leads with seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kat. All right. Back to the top. Deb, let's see if you can overtake your Verity Podcast co-host. I don't know. She's leaving me in the dust here. I have a one. All right. We are on the 2000s again, but yet we have yet another color. This is the orange card, which is sports and hobbies. And the subcategory is baseball. So at least we're back to baseball. Mm -hmm. Which veteran Yankees slugger became the seventh and youngest player in history to hit 600 home runs in 2010. In 2010? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can tell you how many Yankee sluggers I know. <laughs> how many? Just like... You don't get any points for that, though. <sighs> um, oh, my God. I have no idea. Who's that guy that makes all that money every year? <laughs> um, well, many oh, baseball players, I think. <laughs> no, oh the guy who, like, they bought his contract out. Now they have that whole day where he gets, like, one point million dollars or something mm-hmm. um but i don't think was he a Yankee? need a day like that <laughs> right yeah. everybody um, should get a day like that once in their life <laughs> i mean honestly the only people i know who are on the yankees is like <sighs> and this was in 2010 it, that doesn't make any difference <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think it would but <laughs> i mean seriously 100 home runs who's the guy that was married to j-lo wasn't he a yankee um 
Oh, what was his name? God. Were they married or were they just engaged forever? I have no um, idea what you're talking about, but it doesn't matter. Oh, what was his name? I also like, don't know the answer. His nickname was like something Rod, A-Rod, A-Rod. Um, Rodriguez, wasn't that? Like Alex Rodriguez? He was married to J-Lo. I think he was, no, he wasn't a Yankee though. Was he a Yankee? I'm going to go with A-Rod. It's the, only, it's the only person I can think of that like played baseball around that time who was famous. How does this keep happening? Good job. Are you wow. kidding me? Oh. Wow. Nice work. Oh, go ahead and roll again, Deb. That was, that was a, I know J-Lo. That's what I know. The guy who gets paid every year is Bobby Bonilla. That's yep. it. He gets uh. a million point one dollars every year. He's 59 now, and it's going to go for another 13 years. Yeah. <gasps> right. Was he, but was he a Yankee? He's I a New York he's... Met. He's a New York Wait, why does he get it? Okay. His contract was just so long. Um, they decided to pay him out slower. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He laughs every year. Like, That's it's a amazing. whole thing. Like, oh, man. Great retirement plan. All right. Um, I have a six. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Classic Edition. This is the 2016 edition that is supposed to be kind of like the original edition and fails a lot. Um, category six is sports and leisure. So, yes. yeah. lightning's not going to strike twice. Let me tell you, unless J Lo's involved. Well, I mean, maybe. Let's let's let's, let's <laughs> see. Or a Brinks truck. <laughs> what is the four-letter acronym that describes the social anxiety of feeling excluded from fun activities? Oh, FOMO. F-O-M-O? <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, that wasn't sports. It was leisure, I guess. Uh, and, really? And this, is that leisure? Is that a leisure question? Well, it's it's when other people are having leisure and you're not, I guess, is oh, I guess how so. FOMO works. <laughs> um, yeah, and this card, again, gives us a little bit of uh, extra information. It stands for fear of missing out. Thank you, card. Thank you. Yeah. Monty is currently experiencing scoreboard FOMO. Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Annette oh, isn't. I don't. I just feel used to it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, whatevs. I'm a little behind on that. Really. All right, Deb, you roll again. I have another one. All right. Well, it's not two ones in a row, so you don't get to pick your uh, pick your category or your card. Instead, you're getting another orange card from the 2000s, sports and hobbies, once again. Uh, but the subcategory is just desserts. Just hmm. desserts. Interesting. All right. What everything is bigger state set a Guinness record in 2013 for building the largest gingerbread house? Oh, a seasonal, seasonally appropriate question. I like this. Well, everything's bigger in Texas, right? I mean, I'm not going to answer Texas. that question. I think everything's you. bigger in Texas. At least I, I think so. Well, this card thinks so too. Congratulations <laughs> on sweeping. Again, it's you got weird it. That you would say seasonally appropriate when this episode is, of course, coming out in the summer. Yeah, probably <laughs> of twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's a weird thing about Edmonton. We build gingerbread houses on insert correct date here. There you go. It's the primary. Uh, this, it's the primary structure in Edmonton, as I understand it. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you some extra information from the back of the card. The 60 by 42 by 20 foot house was built for a fundraiser. That's a lot of gingerbread. That's a lot of gingerbread. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Deb, I'm sorry you don't get to roll again because it is Kat's turn. Go Kat. Go Kat. I got a three. All right. It's coming from the silver screen edition. And the category is off screen. Who said, quote, when I started, I knew I was no actor, and I went to work on this Wayne thing. Wayne is capitalized with a W. 
who said, um, quote, when I started, I knew I was no actor and I went to work on this Wayne thing. Uh, so it's a Wayne film. Wayne thing. Wayne thing. It's not John Wayne, is it? Is that your answer? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, wow. Apparently, apparently the silver screen edition is really likes to put the answer in the question because that's the second one <laughs> the in a row that literal you had. answers mm-hmm. ever. All right. Well, this time you get to roll your eight sided die because it's time for some more checks trivia. We are we are throwing the hardest cards at Cat, and she is uh, <laughs> she's coming through. I got a seven. All right. Uh, let's see. Seven. This is the checks pocket trivia fifties and sixties edition. Number seven, who portrayed Jonesy on TV's Laramie? (laughs) Who portrayed Jonesy on TV's Laramie? Laramie is italicized because I assume it's a television program, probably. I like when a question has a whole bunch of words and none of them make sense, (laughs) even though they're clearly a question. Um. Oh, at the risk of making it sound like I'm cheating, I do know the answer to this. Oh, my God. There's no way you could possibly cheat. You would have had to go back in time to 1984 and steal this out of my cereal. (laughs) And the reason I know it is because he has a funny name and I like funny names and because Laramie is a brand of cigarettes in Simpsons. Um, Hoagie Carmichael. (laughs) Yes. It's Hoagie wow. Carmichael. Wow. Wow, indeed. crazy television to- and movie knowledge. I mm-hmm. love it. I mean, I've, I've known Kat long enough that this doesn't actually surprise me, but it still tickles me. It still does. Yes. Uh, Hoagie Carmichael, as recently-ish talked about on Lions, Towers, and Shields in the film The Best Years of Our Lives. Uh, Kat, first I'm going to have you roll a six-sided die because there's no way for you to double up on your number uh, with a seven. <laughs> so I want, I want you to have the chance. So roll a six-sided die, and it I doesn't get a count. six. Okay, so now roll it again, and this will determine your question. I won't even pick that up. Uh, two. Okay. This is coming from the 1980s edition. Category two is entertainment. What LP was named for a flower John Lennon saw in a Bermuda botanical garden? Hmm. What LP was named for a flower John Lennon saw in a Bermuda botanical garden? Oh, um, I do know John Lennon had a, a album, album, record called Flower, but that seems very suspiciously easy. <laughs> it's just called Flower. Or do we trust this botanical garden, or do they just put up a sign? <laughs> um, and then there's there's milk and honey, which isn't really a flower, but it's kind of like a flower. Um Yeah, I'll just I'll just go with flower because I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. That is that is not it. So we didn't have three sweeps in a row. It was huh. it was a close thing. Uh no, it was double fantasy. Hmm. Ooh. Apparently. Hmm. It sounds like a very nice flower. It does. All right, Monty, that brings us to you. Maybe Kat didn't use up all the luck in the room, and you'll get some ridiculous question that you know the answer to. I have rolled a four. 
All right. This is coming from The Family Edition. The Family Edition came out in 1992. This is a yellow card, so it's questions for children. Category four, science and nature. Which runs faster, a lion or cheetah? A cheetah. Correct. You may roll again. Yay. A five. All right. This is coming from the 60s, the 1960s edition. Yet another card. It's only kind of shiny on one side. Category five is sports and leisure. What West Coast baseball team joined the American League in 1961? So much baseball. What West Coast baseball team Hmm. joined the American League in 1961? 61. Yep. Okay. Well... There are a couple of options. There's the Seattle Mariners, which is the uh, team in the city in which I'm living. There's also the Oakland A's. So really, it's a question about, oh, and the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or whatever they're called now. (laughs) Um, So 1961, Mm -hmm. I feel like the Mariners were after that. I'm going to go with the Angels. You got it. Uh, they they weren't called yeah, nice. the Los Angeles nice. Angels of Anaheim or whatever at the time. Do no, you happen the to know the California Angels? Correct. All right, just just checking to make sure. Owned you, by Gene you... Autry. They were. You want to go? We what? can go. <laughs> <laughs> Not Roy Rogers. <laughs> All right, you get to roll again. And then by uh, Disney. Uh, one. All right, this is coming from the Trivial Pursuit UK Globetrotter Edition. Category one is North America. Which tourist attraction is best viewed from Made of the Mist? And Made of the Mist is in italics. Which tourist attraction is best viewed from Made of the Mist? Well, Made of the Mist sounds like a boat, but that doesn't sound right. So it's got to be a tourist attraction that's big and you need to stand a long way off to see it. So it could be Devil's Tower. It could be Mount Rushmore. It could be Niagara Falls. And Niagara Falls has a lot of mist, so I'm going to say Niagara Falls. You lizzed it. Good job. Actually, you you quick Mm lizzed it because that was not two whole minutes. So (laughs) So I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Well, we've got another sweep. Yeah, this, uh, this game is getting very exciting. Annette. Can you make it more exciting? I'm probably still? going to get a sweep right now. Do you have I an eight-sided? It. Do you have an eight-sided die I to don't roll? Have it handy. All right, then I will roll for you. You got a seven, and this is coming from Czech's Pocket Trivia, the '50s and '60s edition. Oh, great! Uh huh. So, um, discovered in 1967, quote, pulsating radio sources in space, unquote, are commonly called what? I will say that again this time without the uh, quotations. Discovered in 1967, pulsating radio sources in space are commonly called what? Um, I was just listening to a whole thing on Nick's dorky podcast <laughs> about <laughs> SETI. And Hi, Nick. Talking about... <laughs> Hi, he's, Nick. He's going to love that. Yes. Um... I don't know. Pick a dorky word. <laughs> radar. It's not radar. It is not. It is. Uh, once again, we have sort of the answer in the question. Pulsating yeah. radio sources in space. It's pulsars. Pulsar. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, it, yes, it is. All right. Well, uh, good try. Good try. Uh, you actually got, John Wayne rotating very <laughs> fast in space. <laughs> very to Roy Rogers on Earth. <laughs> All right. Glenn, okay. it is now your turn. I have rolled a two, numero two. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit, volume six. That's right. It's volume six. They didn't want to call it genus anymore for whatever huh. reason. It's very volume sad. Volume six. Okay. Mm-hmm. Category two, arts and entertainment. Mm-hmm. What athlete smooched with Enrique Iglesias in his escape video? Escape is italicized. I think it should be in quotes, what, but it's italicized. What, what athlete smooched with Enrique Iglesias in his escape video? I, many of those words are words that people mm-hmm. should know. And yet, <laughs> uh, athlete 2003. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. It was like uh, the edition came out in 2003. Yeah, but. According to these notes. Uh, but it's a, it's basically Iglesias. what should be called a genus edition, which is you know general trivia from. I mean, forever. I'm trying to figure out if it's it was was that a, a way ahead of its time LGBTQ thing or was it a uh, just a conventional female male kiss and the athlete would be female, in which case there's a smaller universe of people before uh, that were recognized as quote unquote athletes in 2000, the early 2000s, um, like tennis players and so forth, as opposed to the broader universe we have today, uh, <clears throat> who are identified as women. I'm talking it through to see if I can lose it out, but I don't get it. Enrico, what was the guy's name? Enrico? Enrique Iglesias. Enrique Iglesias. See, part of me wants to say, um, um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, shoot. I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Mar- uh, Martin. Uh, Ricky Martin? What's that? Dean Martin. Yeah, Dean Martin. Um, <laughs> um, I would watch that video. I'm going to say, I because I don't know the answer, I'm going to say Ricky Martin. No. Ricky Martin was uh, another uh, um, video singer, st- singer star. Uh, Stephen, I think, knows the answer. I do because I looked it up at Dana Cornacova. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, I you know I was right. It was a tennis. It was a tennis player. Yeah, yeah you were. I, just, you were... I never. I couldn't list that, but I I like the idea of Ricky mm-hmm. Martin smooching him. So there you go. Yeah, I I do too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. All right. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, Glenn. Uh, you uh, like you and Annette. Uh, you're you're just happy to be here right now. You got two I'm points. Annette has one. Uh, Monty with a sweep is pulling closer to the the top two, which is Deb with seven and Cat with nine. Monty has four. So uh, here we are entering the last regular round. Oh boy, oh boy, mm. Deb, start us off. All right, I've got a one. All right, this is coming from the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy oh. collector's edition. Ooh. I like Whew. that one. Mm-hmm. I own this one. I've never cracked the plastic on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first category is one of my favorite categories in all of Trivial Pursuit. The category is things. <laughs> just That just delights me so much. I will never get over it. The thing that doesn't delight me is the fact that it's supposed to be the green category and everything on this card is brown except for a Ooh. tiny bit of blue. Um, but it's a little leaf. To indicate that it's things because leaves apparently are things. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me how many ring wraiths does Arwen tell Strider she cannot account for when she finds him in the woods? How many? Mm -hmm. How many ring wraiths does Arwen tell Strider she cannot account for when she finds him in the woods? I really don't know, but I'm going to guess nine. It's not nine. She was able to account for five of them, so four remained unaccounted for. Wow. Okay. So there was nine altogether, so. Yep. 
Yeah. So like having that number in your head shows that you know something about uh, Lord of the Rings. So good job, Deb. Thank you. Thank you. You're still close to winning. So Uh, now now to the person who is winning. Cat, roll a die. Two. All right. This is coming once again from the Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit Edition. This Ooh, is the. I swear the fix is out. It is not in. Uh, it, it's okay. It's not that great a game, so it might be all right. <laughs> true. This is uh, from the 2018 version, which goes all the way through Jodie Whittaker's first season. Category two is Companions. What was the name of the first Doctor's granddaughter? <laughs> oh, I got to list this out. I'm um, kind of surprised it's not multiple choice, given how silly this game is. But uh, Susan, it actually also has a last name on the card. Foreman. Yes. Good job. <laughs> this time it is Susan. <laughs> it is oh, the one time. All right, you get to roll again. Uh, three. All right, this is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition. This is from the Grown Ups box. And category three, Cat, welcome to the world of people. It's the worst world. Uh, mm-hmm. What newspaper tycoon ordered LZ Seagar to stop Popeye's swearing and brutality? What newspaper tycoon ordered LZ Seagar to stop Popeye's swearing and brutality? That just sounds rude. Yeah. Let him, let him swear. Um... I did like the Popeye cartoon. I used to watch like the really old one. Um, nice. Yeah, the Fleischer ones. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Newspaper tycoon. Newspaper tycoon. My my knowledge of newspaper tycoons is frankly shocking, which is to say, like, not at all. Um, <laughs> she knows Hoagie Carmichael. But yeah. newspaper he has some really... All the penal colonies in the world, but... <laughs> Um, listen, you know, one penal colony and you never hear the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish that I knew even one to be like, (laughs) clearly it's this newspaper tycoon. Um, okay. So I know what I do know is he appeared in King Features comic strip. I know that much. Um, that was like the daily comic that he appeared in. <sighs> but I don't know anything about King Features. Or I could just say <laughs> that. Um, yeah, I... Max Max Fleischer, which I know isn't it's an anime. That's the animator. Um but yeah. I appreciate you making a guess that is that is closely related. Does somebody want to get a ghost point I, on this one? I gotta, I gotta leap in here because uh as would surprise no one, <laughs> I am reading the nineteen forty one autobiography of Moses Konigsberg, the founder of King Feature Syndicate. Who what? Worked for great William Randolph Hearst. Wait, what was that, Monty? You know the, have you read it? 
No, but it sounds great. I'm- it's gr- it is great. It starts with a shootout when he was four years old and happened what? to be near uh, Desperados killing each other. And that was the start of his newspaper career, which goes on for a long time until it gets to the part where he founds, founds, founds a syndicate that's uh, Konigsberg, meaning like a King Mountain. So that's why it's called King Features, named after him. Anyway, William Randolph Hearst. But yes, the answer is William Randolph Hearst. Wow. I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate Kat's uh, attempt to logic and Liz that out. Uh, And then, wow, I am very impressed by Glenn's, uh, not surprised, just impressed by Glenn's ridiculous specific knowledge. Yep. All right, Monty, it is now your turn. Three. All right, this is coming once again from the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy collector's edition. Sure, it which is. category three <laughs> claims to be orange. It's not, it's brown like all the rest of them. But the category is good characters. So, what animals does Gollum call young, tender, and nice? Hmm. Rabbits? It is rabbits who are apparently good characters, Ooh. I guess, because I don't think Gollum <laughs> falls into that category. <laughs> well, he's not a good versus evil character. He's just, you know, a good character. Ah, oh, oh. I like that. Yeah. Although uh, one of the other categories is evil characters, so I feel like that's well. not the meaning of that they're going for. <laughs> but you do get to roll again. Challenging Bye. characters whose redemption arc is part of the story <laughs> of the... That would be too long to fit on the card. Uh, you got a five. This is coming from the Baby Boomer edition, in which category five is Lives and Times. What cigarette claimed to be, quote, just a silly millimeter longer? End quote. Uh, okay. Huh. <laughs> what cigarette claimed to be just a silly millimeter longer? So it's going to be one of those long jobs. Um, let's see. When was this uh, edition come out? The Baby Boomer edition came out in 1983. Okay, so it's cigarette commercials from before 1983. Mm-hmm. That a Baby Boomer would know. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm thinking through the magazines my mother had. Uh, could be Virginia Slims, but I think they were more into slim and you've come a long way, baby, than just bragging about how they were just a silly, a silly millimeter long. So is it a, a cigarette with a wacky theme? Uh, that would be camels, I guess, but I don't think that's it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Benson and Hedges because I know Ooh. they have a 100. And I think that refers to the length of the cigarette. Benson the Hedges, oh, final answer. Holy moly. This nice. is the most impressive episode, I think, ever of Random Pursuit. <laughs> because it is indeed Benson and Hedges 100s. Specifically. Oh, oh my gosh. Ah, so all of their cigarettes were 99 millimeters, apparently. Yep. We, we wow. We that fact. Can I offer right. a, an extra fact for that? For Please that answer? do. <laughs> their advertisements, when they first introduced the 100, um, all went around the fact of the cigarettes were now disadvantaged because they were so long. So their entire press thing was about their cigarettes being too long and that you really shouldn't buy them because you're not going to be able to like kiss your sweetie with yeah. a cigarette in your mouth because it's too long. Oh, my God. You'll have to leave the room to change your mind or something. No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. can't, can't walk into a small room with a carrot? Something like that. <laughs> and and to follow up on that, uh, after that, Chesterfields, mm-hmm. also a maker of cigarettes, uh, came out with the 101s, <laughs> no. which was and 101 now, millimeters long. No. As they put it, it was a silly millimeter longer. Oh, wow. Yep. 
So there so were the eight. cigarette wars of the late sixties obviously were a thing. Oh my goodness. Yep, yep. That's hilarious. I have rolled a three. All right. This is coming from Junior Trivia One. So get in the mindset of a five to nine year old. Don't in smoke kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh this question is <clears throat> what colors are not colors? And the first use of colors is in quotation marks. What colors are not colors. I thought it might be Canadian and like one of them was spelled with a U or something like nope. that. No, <laughs> this, is, this is spelled with just It would only be no. three quarters of a color. So the whole question is what colors are not colors? That's the question. I think the answer is black and white, but I'm going to throw magenta in as well. <laughs> that's not my official answer. My official answer is black and white, but I will say <laughs> magenta is not a pigment. You are correct on the black and white. Yeah, it does not say magenta on the card. So two sweeps in a row for Cat earlier in the game. Two sweeps in a row for Monty later in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Things are getting spicy. Annette, it's your turn. No pressure, Annette. No pressure. (laughs) Still anyone's game, the way this game is constructed, however. (laughs) It's true. Yes, I could go on a run of like 12 questions correct. It could happen. I rolled the next round. All right. This is coming from the 2000s edition. This card is purple, which means that the general category is the arts. The subcategory is kids books by stars. That's fun. So here's your question. Which singer songwriter who grew up in Alaska released the lullaby book? That's what I do a year after her son was born in 2011. Okay, so this assumes I know the book. I know someone who sings out of Alaska and mm-hmm. um, singer songwriter. So not just singer, singing songwriter. It is a she. Mm-hmm. Which singer songwriter who grew up in Alaska mm-hmm. released the lullaby book? That's what I do. A year after her son was born in 2011. I'm going to say Sean Colvin, who re- released an album of. Uh, called lullaby uh she's a canadian singer very good not grew up in alaska i'm guessing <laughs> it is not oh uh, i think i might know this one g- try for a ghost point if you a want Ghost point is it jewel it is it's jewel yeah. and that is the ho- only alaskan singer that Same. i know <laughs> grew up in homer i think or something she grew up wow. in a, something like that hilariously the extra information that is given to us on this card is that it was published in 2012, which is funny because the question says a year after her son was born, son was born in 2011. So thanks wow. for doing that very simple math. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Glenn, beginning of the last I, normal turn. I rolled a three. Let's All see right. how it does for me. This is the Walt Disney Family Edition okay. Adults Box. Oh. Glenn, welcome to the world of people. Ooh. What Russian newspaper announced plans to publish an all-English edition in 1985? I would be a real jerk if I said Izvestia, so I'm going to say Pravda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, one of the jokes about the Walt Disney Family Edition is uh, you can kind of stop reading after the first few words to be able to get it. So, what Russian newspaper? And yes, congratulations. Irosarden. The St. Louis Arch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, rolling again. Yes. Uh, I got a one. All right. This is coming from the Millennium Edition. Mm, Category my worst one. Worst edition. <laughs> Category one, people oh, and places. Okay, yes. What city became West Germany's capital when Germany was split after World War II? Bonn. B-O-N-N. 
That is a bon answer. Good job. Gracias. In there. Roll again. Oh. I was just in Berlin. The <laughs> saw the Reichstag and wondered why while I was there, topical mention in this podcast, there was so much security around the Reichstag. And then I found out just the last couple of days. Anyway. Uh, I got a five. All right. This is coming from the family edition. Okay. This is a turquoise card, which means mm. it is questions for adults. Okay. Category five, sports and leisure. Mm-hmm. What Yankee baseballer asked <laughs> if he had any advice for aspiring players answered, quote, I'd tell him to use cornstarch in their jocks. Wow. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I know a Yankee. Very bad idea. <laughs> so can, wait, can I get a little more context? Which edition is this? This is the... This is the family edition. It came out in 1992. 1992. And it just mm-hmm. said Yankees. It didn't give any other information about... It didn't even anything. say Yankees. It just says Yankee. Oh, what Yankee, Yankee... What Yankee baseballer asked if he had any advice for aspiring players answered, quote... I'd tell them to use cornstarch in their jocks. I see. So it's just a player who came from the Northeast then, uh, not, not a Yankees baseball player. Um, well, uh, it says Yankee no, I'm baseballer. I'm just oh, kidding. I see what you mean. I'm okay. Which, I'm being a you smart, know. excuse, I beg As opposed to a it. Southern baseball player. Yes. Southern. Yes. I told him to put cornstarch in there. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of who would be. So we have no time. We have no time period. No, so just before 1992. <laughs> God almighty. I mean, I'm not going to say Mookie. That's a good answer would be Mookie, but that's not, he didn't say that. Um, Mookie Wilson, who I think uh, helped win the 1986 World Series team. In, that, don't, don't, don't tell me yet. Wait, hold off on that. Um, Ormani, uh, let's see. God, it wouldn't be. I'm trying to think who would say it's a little coarse, which baseball players are known to be. But I'm trying to say, think who would say that in public. And then it would be, you know, it's not Yogi Berra. That would be ridiculous. Um Cornstarch also known to be coarse, but uh. yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, coarse cornstarch in your uh, carns darn it all. Let's see. Uh, I'm I have no idea, so I'm going to say Reggie Jackson. That is not it. Oh, Stephen doesn't know. No, oh, it's who was it? It was Babe Ruth. I figured as such. Oh, so mm-hmm. that far back. All right, who, yep. who talked about cornstarch? Did, uh, <laughs> did the Yankees win the 1986 World Series? Steve? You are uh, no. I think you'll find the New York Mets won. Uh, yeah. Uh, they sure did. They sure did. Sorry, yeah. my mistake. I remember listening to the game, but I'm... Uh, yeah. And they I'm celebrated the... by retroactively signing Bobby Bonilla to a lifetime contract, <laughs> <laughs> even though he'd yet to play with the team. I remember listening to it on the radio, a device we had in 1986. Wow. All right. Well, at the end of the last regular round, remember this next round is the last and thus it's the infinite round. Uh, the scores are as follow. Annette has won. Uh, she has not won, actually. She only has one point. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's not Glenn, even crazy. Glenn with four, and uh, Monty with an impressive run here has uh, ended up tying with Deb with seven points apiece, but Cat right now leads with ten. Which means Cat will be going first here in our special final round to sort of set the goal for everyone else. So, Cat, go ahead and roll. No pressure. <laughs> uh, I got a two. All right, this is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition Kids Box. So I will tell you this came out in uh, 1986. Cat, welcome to the world of music. What sporting character's anthem on Mickey Mouse's Splash Dance LP is You Can Always Be Number One? 
I will tell you that splash dance is in italics, and you can always be number one is in italics. I will read you the question again. Please do. (laughs) What sporting character's anthem on Mickey Mouse's splash dance LP is, you can always be number one? Sporting sporting character. That's what keeps tripping me up is the sporting character thing. I'm sorry Um, to give you a Disney question when you specifically complained you don't know a lot about Disney. I don't. I don't. My knowledge for Disney is limited to like three ep- three episodes of world of disney that i was forced to watch um, all of disney's all of disney's prisons also <laughs> <laughs> the one penal colony um <laughs> to talk about that <laughs> don't talk about devil's island um i will say i'll say goofy because i like goofy can you be more specific sports goofy <laughs> Because he's sporty. Makes sense to me. It's sport goofy. (laughs) No. No. It is. Oh, Disney. Sometimes I like the way you think, which is not very. This is this universal alignment thing going on. Wow. Roll again. There's multiple goofies out there. That makes sense. I didn't didn't know that. Multiverse Goofy. I got a four. Multiverse of Mickey, yeah. You see, when Pinto Kolvig, who was doing the voice of Goofy, wanted more money, they decided to stop having Goofy have voices. And that's when they did the Goofy tries to be a ski jumper or Goofy tries to do the decathlon (laughs) shorts. Fascinating. Wow. I've learned more in this episode of Random Pursuit than I have in, let's just say, a while. I don't want to think about anything specific. Wow. Um, All right. You said you rolled a four? Yes. All right. We are going back to the 2000s edition. And this is a green card, which means it is science and tech is the general category. Your subcategory is going green. So Mm. keep that in mind as you answer this question. What tech company run by Meg Whitman was given a Smartway Excellence Award by the EPA in 2014 for environmental leadership? You read that one more time. You got it. What tech company run by Meg Whitman was given a Smartway Excellence Award by the by the EPA in 2014 for environmental leadership? I'm assuming I don't want to I don't want to assume, but I'm assuming that Meg Whitman is a woman. And how many tech companies do I know that were overseen by women in that kind of time? area which isn't much and what year did you say it's 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 just from the 2000s so sometime in there it doesn't give anything oh the the award specifically sorry yes yes it was given in 2014 i don't know how long meg whitman uh ran this particular going green type company um Going green company, going green company. Cause I, I mean, think, that's the subcategory. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that's tripping me up because I know, I know that there was a woman on the board of directors for eBay, but I can't ever see eBay being anything to do with going green. <laughs> so Burn. it's probably not her. Probably not eBay. Um. I will say Procter and Gamble. I'm afraid not. Steven? <gasps> is it Hewlett Packard? It is Hewlett Packard. 
commonly known as HP. Mm-hmm. She was the CEO of eBay, right? She Before, was. That's yeah. it. Wow. So Kat had the right person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just wrong company. Yeah. It took a while to get there, but oddly enough, it took longer than the uh, existence of uh, Meg Whitten's next uh, um, uh, enterprise, oh! which was Quibi. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Uh, well, the uh, the extra information we get on this one, yes, Hewlett Packard, the company has received multiple honors for their green culture. So I did not know that. Nice work, HP. But yes, that means that the the number to beat here is eleven, and that is a oh, high score for Ren and Pursuit. Yep. To uh, to up the drama as much as possible, we are looping around to Annette to start with. You can do this. Okay, ten All right. questions. Ten. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> I believe Ooh, in yeah. it. Way up. I rolled a three. All right. This is coming from the Doctor Who 2018 edition. Goes all the way through okay. Jodie Whittaker's first a show season. I do watch. Category three, episodes and stories. Which doctor featured in the story Black Orchid? Steven's giggling. Is it the uh, fifth doctor? It is. I've seen I'm, that one. I'm so proud of you because I showed you that story. <laughs> you did. I <laughs> really oh, like that it. episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, stuff. nine more to go. I'm on a good start. Yep. Yep. Roll again. Five. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Volume 6, in which Category 5 is Sports and Leisure. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for that one. <laughs> okay, let's go. What host of The Sports Reporter claimed to be the only person to have voted for both the Heisman Trophy and the Tony Awards? Don Cherry. (laughs) Nice. I'm giving you an imaginary ghost point just for guessing Don Cherry. One of the most Canadian answers you could have possibly given. Uh, That is not the answer, I'm afraid. What? it it's not. Um, I can't imagine Don Cherry like having anything to do with the Tonys. It makes me laugh. No, no, mm-hmm. he would not. not he is no, the, trash. The answer is Dick Shap. Oh, I, I don't really know who that is, but I know the name. Neither do I. Yeah, that was it. So, I mean, I'm really proud of you for Black Orchid. I have to tell you that. Like you're you're a winner <laughs> in my heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. All right. Yep. Next up, we go to Glenn. I got a six. All right. This is coming from the TV edition, the uh, 1991 TV edition. Mm. Category six is wild card. Mm. Wait, let me double check. It says WC. I have to make sure that doesn't stand for something specific the, to TV. It <laughs> is the be... toilette. I've just been in Europe. That is the toilette. <laughs> no, it's, it's wild card. It, it for sure is. So ah, okay. who was the only member of Eisenhower's cabinet to be absent during the first televised cabinet meeting in 1954? Uh, that's a fascinating question. I, I don't know why you'd ask me that. It seems highly inappropriate. And, Blame uh, the card. Wow. Uh, can you review that question for me one more time, mm-hmm. please? Who was the only member of Eisenhower's cabinet to be absent during the first televised cabinet meeting in 1954? Uh, just going to say John Foster Dulles. It is not. It is a more common name. Well, more commonly known. Richard Nixon. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. He didn't think he looked good on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good. Very Zing. good. Deep cut. Mm-hmm. Reference acknowledged. Not very deep cut. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a uh, nice try, Glenn. That nice great. try. That, that, that leaves good. you with four. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. So now we've got Deb and Monty tied at seven. And uh, I am going to take up Monty's excellent suggestion from a recent UK Triv 
episode, and they are going to go back and forth, but we're going to start with Deb. As I said, I don't think this is going to be an issue and a problem, but I have rolled a six. All right. This is coming from Genus 4, Category 6 is Wild Card. What part of an elephant boasts 100,000 muscles? It's trunk. It is indeed its trunk. So we are definitely going back and forth. So it's Monty's turn to roll. I'd be really disturbed if it was something else. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a six. All right. This does not count as doubling up on Deb's six, so you don't get to choose the category uh, or the card. This question is coming from the 1980s edition. Yes, the one that's only shiny on one side. So once again, the category is wildcard. What superpower capital held the first international auction of its 20th century art in 1988? What superpower capital, mm-hmm. and that narrows it down pretty far, held the first tw- auction of its 20th century art in, in 1988? Mm-hmm. The first international auction of its 20th century art in 1988. Okay. Well, presumably it's not a capital that's constantly like in conversation with other nations like Washington, D.C. or London. So that makes me think that it's probably something along the lines of Russia or China or North Korea. It's asking for the capital? Yes. That's weird. (laughs) <laughs> i didn't write it okay i understand i'm gonna say moscow you are going to be correct nice. there's so, a sotheby's auction in 1988 in moscow which wow. is uh, considered sort of a, a turning point for a moscow to sort of have their works available to the world for the first time wow did you know huh. that or did you just look it up i the intrepid scorekeeper have looked it up uh-huh thank you <laughs> i mean just Quite often, you know random stuff. If it's like Doctor that. Who and AstroTurf, I might know the answer off the top of my head. But everything <laughs> else, is international research. art, you might yeah. have to. I should have been zooming in on that 1988 better because that mm. 1988 is when Russia was opening up. Sure. Yeah. Ah. All right. Well, Deb, we are back over to you. Roll it up. I have a three. All right. This is coming from the 2000s edition. This card is green, which means your general category is science and tech. Your subcategory is big online sales. Huh. So, what make of vehicle is the red Enzo supercar that sold on eBay in 2004 for $1 million? A red Enzo, a red Enzo supercar? Yeah, and Enzo is capital E and then N-Z-O. Is that a Ferrari? It is. It's a Ferrari. Nice work. Uh, apparently, it was capable of going 217 miles per hour, and only 400 were built. I have slight, I mean, slight advantage. My sister and her husband own a own a racing team, so like That's they talk right. cars at what? me all the time. <laughs> wow! Yes. Oh, amateur stuff like yeah, women's still. racing and HPD, but S- still yeah. though, still. I get a lot of like really stupid esoteric <laughs> car information. <laughs> well, yeah, this time it's come in handy. But That's we are great. now back over to Monty. I rolled a three. All right. Again, this does not count as a double for Deb's three. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Genus 5, in which category three is history. What fraction of Americans think immoral thoughts are okay if they don't become immoral acts, 
according to a 2000 New York Times poll. What fraction? <laughs> what fraction? <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Of Americans. It's Americans specifically. Uh, I suppose I have to say the exact fraction that's on the card. Yeah. Okay. And the question is, who thinks bad thoughts are okay if they don't turn into bad actions? Yes. Immoral, specifically. Immoral Immoral thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to be out on this one. Well, the question isn't how moral were the people in 2000. The question is, (laughs) how moral did the people in the year 2000 want to sound to a pollster? (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. I'm going to say four-fifths. It is not four-fifths. Uh, it is one-half. One-half? Yes. One-half. Which means Monty lands at eight. Forward to glory, Deb. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. We'll try. We'll Deb, try. roll again. Okay. I have a three. All right. This... Oh, you rolled a three on your last roll, which means you get to choose the addition your question comes from. Be careful. Sometimes this bites people and then they get mad at me later because the question's <laughs> junior trivia one or sometimes really weird. Um, I'm looking. I have to pull up the list. Um, genus, genus, genus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would say like I would go for a Doctor Who question, but I'm going to get that like who was the second Cyberman to the left in yeah. the 10th planet or something. It was Michael Kilgariff. Yeah, probably. Michael um, Kilgariff was not in the 10th planet. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I want everyone to know they just edited out one solid hour of arguing. stop stop telling our secrets (laughs) um like i don't know let me do let's do genus like the original 1981 all right monty is so happy right now Mm -hmm. all right let me pull this off it's easy because it's right on the top of the stack kids edition just feels like cheating do you know what i mean it just doesn't Uh, feel like no it's not it's All right. So, genus edition, category, history. Mm-hmm. What was the name of Germany's largest World War II battleship? The largest World War II battleship. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my initial thought is like the Bismarck, but I don't know if that was a battleship or not, or that's just a name that stuck because it's so like traditionally German, but it's the only one that I can think of. And it's the first thing that popped in my head, so I'm going to go with it. Roll again, Deb. Oh, Bismarck. <laughs> okay. I have a four. All right. This time it is coming from genus three, in which okay. category four is science and nature. Is this for the tie? This is for the tie. <gasps> it is. <gasps> is it for the tie? Oh, my goodness. Ooh, the pressure. I can't handle it. <laughs> What did Keith Haraway of Essex, England, blow 169 of with just one puff in 1974? What the actual hell? (laughs) (laughs) What did Keith Haraway of Essex, England, blow 169 of with just one puff in 1974? I think I think of like smoke rings. Is that your answer? That would be my... I could, what else could he... Blow, a puff? And a, sounds like a cigarette thing. All right, I'm going to go with smoke rings. You are correct. Whoa. 
This uh, Trivial Pursuit round sponsored by Benson and Hedges. <laughs> <laughs> An extra 100. millimeter gives you the extra puff. All right. Uh, All right. You can go for the win now. Roll. Ooh, a two. All right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Totally 80s Edition. Not to be confused with the other 80s edition. This is the Totally 80s Edition. Category two is TV. What sitcom spun off the series Empty Nest? Empty Nest. Mm-hmm. Great. Now I'm I've got that theme song stuck in my head. And I don't. I am drawing an Empty Nest blank. <laughs> um, empty Nest. All right. What sitcom spun off the series I'm trying Empty to think Nest? Of, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, Trying to think of the theme song. Um, I don't know that anybody else remembers the theme song as well as I do. I just, for some reason, it is a, it's an earworm for me more often than you might think. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank. Because I think, um, what's her name? Chris, Chris McNichol was in that. I think she was in that. But I can't imagine what was spun off of it. What sitcom spun off the series? Oh, what spun off? Okay, so Empty Nest was a spinoff of another series. That that does not no. help me. What Empty Nest was the original series. You're looking for the spinoff oh, the of the spinoff Empty of Nest. that. I honestly don't know. Um, that's Night Court. Night Court. <laughs> No, I'm just like guessing now. I'm just like guessing. I, I don't think you're going to get it, but actually, Monty had that backwards. It it is looking for the series that Empty Nest was a spinoff of. Really, what oh, series okay. spun off? Mm-hmm. It's a poorly worded uh, yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. it's really, really poorly. I always worded. thought it went the other way. Mm. Nope. Oh, well, again, my cor- my answer still stays the same because I don't know. I'm going to say Night Court. Monty, Golden Girls. It is. It's the Golden Girls. Emptiness oh. was one of a couple of spinoffs. Yeah, remember Golden Girls. Right, it was. They had a hurricane okay. that affected all of the Florida set and, shows. And nurses. That was the yeah. other one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the the neighbor of uh, of the, the Golden Girls got his own spinoff show. Okay. And that's how now, it, now yep. it's all coming back. To Co-starring me like Joe Isuzu was, yep. was on it. Yep. And, what? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yep. Those familiar. days. Yep. So, uh, at the end of all that, then, uh, here are the final scores. Uh, Annette with two, Glenn with yeah. four, Monty with eight, and for, I think, the third time in Random Pursuit history, a tie. <gasps> Deb and Kat each with 11. I think that's very Whoa. sweet. Yay. Congratulations to both of my Verity co-hosts. It's very nice that you were both able to win together in a game that I didn't have to play. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I actually don't do very well on game shows, which is why I host one. Uh, but this, this has been uh, just an educational, surprising <laughs> delight. Uh, so thank you all for being here. Thank you, Deb, Kat, Monty, Annette, and Glenn. And of course, special thanks to my scorekeeper and the producer of all the fine game show podcasts on the Incomparable Network, Stephen Schapansky. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. Please join us again on the next Incomparable Game Show. Be seeing you. 